Amen. Amen. Please have your seat. Thank you very much. When you rub against the struggle that shatters all your dreams and your faith is fully crushed by Satan's manifested schemes and you feel the rage within you to submit to earthly fears. Don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear. Praise the Lord. God can walk to those who praise Him. Praise the Lord. Our God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord. For those chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you they drop powerless behind you when you praise him. Now Satan is a lie and he wants to make us feel that we are powerless when he knows himself we are children of the king. So lift up your mighty shield of faith. For this battle has been won. You know that Jesus Christ is risen. So the work's already done. Praise the Lord. God can walk to those So praise Him. Praise the Lord. Our God in His praise. Praise the Lord, for those chains that seem to bind you, serve only to remind you, they drop powerless behind you when you praise Him. Praise the Lord. God can walk to those who praise Him. Praise, praise the Lord, for the chains that seem to bind you, serve only to remind you, they drop powerless behind you when you praise Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look into the book. Of Isaiah chapter 9. Hallelujah. <coughs> Isaiah chapter 9, the first seven verses. The book of Isaiah chapter 9, I will start from verse 1. Just read along with me. <clears throat> Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will soon be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. 
The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. A light that will shine on all who live in the land where death casts its shadow. Israel will again be great and its people will rejoice as people rejoice at harvest time. They, they will shout with joy like warriors dividing the splendor. For God will break the chains that bind his people and the whip that scourges them. And just as he did when he destroyed the army of Midian with Gideon's little band. Verse 5 says, In that day of peace, battle gear will no longer be issued. Never again will uniforms be bloodstained with war. All such equipment will be burned. Verse 6, For a child is born to us. A son is given us. The government will rest on his shoulders. This will be his royal titles. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. His ever-expanding peaceful government will never end. He will rule forever with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestors, David. The passionate commitment of the Lord Almighty will guarantee this. The passionate commitment of the Lord Almighty will guarantee this. Today we are celebrating or commemorating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody wonder why am I reading a scripture that seems to be a Christmas scripture. Child is born today. The son is given. Well, I think before it got to this point, we knew that we had a gift. And that gift did not just end unceremoniously. So today I want to speak to us about the government, the governed, and the governor. I'll make it as quick as I can because I know of time. We, everybody's kind of a little bit grudgy here, but uh, I believe God is going to help us. The government, the governed, and the governor. We know, uh, let me just read this particular verse from the, uh, from the uh, message translation. It says, the ruling authority of our God and of the increase of his government and of peace. It says, and of the ruling authority of our God, there shall be growth. That's looking at verse 6 and 7. There shall be growth of the increase of his government. When our Lord came, there was the goal to establish a government that would not just fizzle away. In fact, when he rode on a donkey into Jerusalem, it was a demonstration that he was going to die and because the scripture said, Paul said in the scripture that unless a seed falls to the ground and perishes and dies, it remains on its own. It stays there. And we know as farmers, even if you do a little horticulture in your backyard or you do a little gardening in your backyard, the whole idea you do gardening is to let something just bloom, something just come up for the edible, for the eatable, or for maybe just uh, uh, for the fun of it. Like just some flowers you know, around your corner. Unless the seed you put in your garden perishes and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, the Bible says it brings stuff for the body. That's what Jesus Christ demonstrated when he went through that, through, through that trail, through Jerusalem. He was going down in order to put himself down. He said he could do it himself and take himself up, but the purpose was to put himself down, die, perish, 
and then bring up a body. The body he brought is the church. And that church is his government on the earth. Which you and I belong to. So we look at the government that he establishes. That government ought to increase. This is of the increase of his government and of peace. Of the increase of the government. The ruling authority on this earth that he came to establish. Which is the church. There will be growth. So we are talking about a growing government. A government that does not just keep closing its doors because people are not attending the church. A government that does not fall to the praise and the caprices of the evils and the vices of the society. The government begins in you and in me. And together we form the larger government and the church of God that he expects to grow. It says, of the increase of his government... There shall be no end. There should be no end in the growth of the body of Christ. If we truly believe Christ rose up. If we truly believe that his son was given us. And a government was on his shoulder. Which we are. That means we should expect. And he should expect that his death is not in vain. When he sees his government increasing. And that is the whole idea. I pastor mentioned something like that last Sunday. About the need to tell the world. The need to stand strong shoulder to shoulder, and declare to the world that God is God. Share your story and your testimony. If the purpose of our Christ's death is not to be in vain, to establish an ever-increasing government through you and through our... I'll talk about the governor because we are the governors. But right now I'm looking at the government in its totality. I'm, I'm kind of taken aback, speaking about this when I was preparing this message. Uh, a young man just suddenly left for, 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 for another, another station. He just transferred to a new station from, uh, from here. I think he went to uh, M- Michigan, a customs, customs agent. And we are not, he and I share the same side of the cubicle. He's on the other side of the cubicle. I'm on this side. And uh, he's a Mormon. And I know over the time he has been there, he knows the power that has been touching him because of my being on this side. Now, I know that I know my limits not to proselytize, but I don't always believe in that. If the Holy Ghost is upon me to do it, I always break the rule of the government. I will tell somebody about Jesus. And I'm glad that even God put me in that place as a chaplain to do what I do, because sometimes I sneak in the things that I need to do that he tells me to do. And he moved now, and I pray, God, who is going to replace him in this cubicle? Because as far as I am concerned, the place I am planted is my government. All the cubicles around me, one, two, three, four, I claim them as my governing territory. Which is your own governing territory? What is your governing territory? We need to establish the government of Christ wherever we are. You, I mean, well, let me just finish that story. So he, he left and then another guy came in, a new guy from the academy. By his name, I can tell. Mohammed. So now I'm dealing with Mormon just left. A Mormon just left. Now a Mohammed just come. Uh, so I'm saying, okay. But what I'm beginning to ask God for, in light with the scripture, Christ died for them too. And if I'm going to establish what I have established in my government is in this territory, I'm beginning to ask God, God, I want to get into him through the power of Christ in me. So that's my mission field right now. That I, and before long, you know, he's beginning to do his thing. He's putting his little mat in his little cubicle down the floor and doing his prayer. 
And I said, okay. I, I just went back. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm praying the Holy Ghost. Because I know God is putting that there to challenge me. <laughs> to establish his government. So when you say things like, I, I, look, uh, let me tell you what. I have seen people tell me that I just want a job that all persons are Christians. A job where everybody's a Christian. I've been, even in schools, I want a dormitory that uh, everybody's a Christian. I hope we're not believing that theory anymore these days because that's not what God asks us for. He asks us to establish a government. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. Beginning after the cross, the church, the government of God, is identified by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what marks us out from any kind of government. If the indwelling part of the Holy Spirit is in the government, the church, then it comes true that his government can never decrease, but increase. His government can never diminish, but grow. His government, through us, can be ever-expanding. Isaiah went on to say in that same scripture in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, He will put that kingdom on a firm footing. And I call that a firm-footed government. So his government is growing. His government is firmly footed. Strong. Strong. And again, I go back again. People tell me, oh Lord, I, I just hate this job. I just hate this working with these people. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. So they go into usajobs.gov and start looking for searching, looking for job to go. And I say, well, you can go, I'm saying. Until he tells me that there's a place to go and do ministry, but until he tells me, bid me go, I'm not living. How many times have people lost God's opportunity to establish his kingdom because they're not family fooded? Because the government of God is not family fooded in the place they are. But he, he has established his government to be firm. Firm. He says we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That we are, our roots are deep, our leaves are ever blossoming, and whatever winds or waves or turbulence comes against us, we are firmly grounded, rooted in him. That's his government. It's not his government that always comes and then, oh my God, you hear about somebody, something, oh, that, that church, oh, that church, oh, that, no, no, no. I think we need to go back to revisit the essence. He went through this and rose up again, was to establish a family-footed government, a government that is growing and expanding. It means that we are secure in Christ and indwelled by the Holy Spirit through the faith in the work of Christ on the cross. As Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 16. Can you put that up there? Just read that quickly. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, Scripture has said, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. His church, through the seal of ownership of the power of the Holy Spirit, ought to be firmly grounded. John 10, 28. Put that up there. John chapter 10, verse 28. If we are firmly footed and we grow in Christ, this is what happens. There is then nothing. John chapter 10, verse 28. Nothing is able to snatch us. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Anybody that is firmly footed in Christ cannot be snatched from the hands of a father. Because he has planted him. That's his government. His government that cannot be snatched even by the whimsies and caprices of Satan's work. Demonic activities principalities and powers, rulers of this world, dark ages, none of those things are able to uproot a firmly-footed government of Christ that is established under the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 35 and 39, nothing shall separate 
us from that love of God. Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 35. That's what the scripture says. And what any of these things here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall any of these things, any, any of these things pull from the root, any firmly rooted government of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril of sword. Up to 39, 36, we'll say, continue with the list. The list continues from, in verse 36. It says, as it is written, for your say we are killed all day. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37 says, yet in all these things we are what? More than conquerors through him who loved us. You can go on to verse 39, but that's what the word of God is. He has established a government that is firmly footed and none of these things can, able, can be able to uproot them. Amen. Cannot. Amen. Even if you as an individual, no matter your challenges, no matter what the challenges you face, the government in you, deeply rooted under the seal of the Holy Spirit, cannot be rooted because it's a firm government. Amen? Amen. And it says, that same, uh, Isaiah chapter 9 talks about, and that government keeps going. It says he keeps it going in the MSG translation. That government that he established keeps going. It's a going government. So three things about the government. A government that grows, a government that is going, a government that is firmly, firmly rooted. Firmly rooted and nothing can stand against it. Then how about the governed? The governed. Isaiah says, and there is no limit to the wholeness he brings. There is no limit to the wholeness. This son that is given, this child that is born to us, that wholeness that he brings. He says, and of the increase of his government and of peace. The peace there is talking about the wholeness that the governed experience. In the place that we find ourselves, Look around. Do we see a sense of peace and wholeness? Do we see a sense of uh, calmness, tranquility? I know we are in this situation where we are, and people are talking about ISIS, you know, bombing in Belgium, in Paris. And people are afraid now to even go into the trains or to travel or make all the nice uh, tourists and uh, uh, vacations. That ought not to be, folks. I should be able to take my wallet, my backpack, and I hit the train. I say, I'm going on a vacation, on a cruise, without any recourse to think that somebody's going to bomb the ship. There's no wholeness in an environment or a society where people live in fear. There's no wholeness in a family where there is rancor and bitterness, nagging. There's no wholeness in the situation you are in your job where you are added. My, my friend, just one of my very, very close friends, friend of our family from Delaware, just got a text message out of the blues. He works for a steel company and he says they're about to close down the steel company. After having worked in the steel company for 35 years, the steel company is doubling down. And so he has been saddled with the responsibility to help other managers to put the paperwork together to close that company down. And the question, well, the, 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 the request for me, Judge Jolly, pray for me. Uh, I don't know what next to do. I know what to do. And I wrote back to him of the increase of his government and of peace, wholeness. There shall be no end. Now, 
Your closing your company does not end the wholeness that the resurrected Christ brings to you as a believer. I always love it. Because then you, you can prove what God can do. Amen. You remember that song that says, For if he didn't do this, how could we prove that he could heal us? For if such things did not happen to us, how could we prove that he could do this and that? Believe the Lord. Bible says, Promotion does not come from the east nor from the west. It comes from the Lord. So believe the Lord God is going to open a new chapter. Maybe that's all he needed. I didn't need to preach to him. He knows the word of God. I guess he just was asking a prayer. And I say the same to all of us. Whenever you feel a tugging in your faith, you ought to know there's an opportunity for God to prove himself. Now, it doesn't only apply to you. It applies to the governed, the people around you. You are a good Samaritan. You are your, uh, your brother's keeper. As believers, we know we are. The wholeness, your neighbor. If your neighbor is whole, you are whole. If your neighborhood is whole, you are whole. If your neighbor is going to look for Easter, Easter egg hunt, that is no wholeness. You better stop here on the track and then tell him you've got to hunt for Jesus. Bring wholeness to your neighbor. Bring wholeness to your co-worker. I mean, it's a tradition. I understand traditions, but then, I mean, come on. Uh, we, once in a while, we need to let them know that there's a better tradition than just Easter egg hunting. All right? Our teaching children need to know that. Bring wholeness when they are doing some traditions that are inconsistent with what the government of Christ is. That's what the governments are. Peace. A sense of peace around you. Do you feel like getting out of there or getting out of the job that God has put in your path in the next day or the next exit? You want to make a detour and then go back to XYZ? Wholeness. How do we bring wholeness? God says, with a fair dealing and with a right living. That's what Isaiah says. With a fair dealing and with a right living, wholeness can be among the governed in our life. Those whom we, do we see governed, the people around you, your neighbors, your friends, your co-worker, your boss. And when will that wholeness come to the governed? It says, beginning now and lasting always. That's all from Isaiah chapter 9 in the MS, MSG transition. It begins now and it lasts always. It begins now, and that's the purpose of resurrection. People see the life of Christ in us. They see the joy and peace of God in us. And know that it's not something that only is transient or temporary. It's something that is always, always abounding. Peace, joy, long-suffering. Of the increase of his government of peace, no end. It's long-lasting, beginning now. On the day we know, we believe he resurrected. Amen. 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 And now lastly, talking about the governor. I just talked about the government. I talked about the governed. Now the, briefly, I'm going to talk about the governor. He will rule from the historic David throne, that's Isaiah 9, over that promised kingdom. He will put that kingdom on a firm footing, we read that already, and keep it going. The zeal of the God of the angel armies will do this. I start from the very first one. As governors... It says he will rule from the historic throne over that promised, over that which he has promised. The throne, we just sang the song before I got up the stage here, the song that talks about the throne. His throne is forever and ever. The scepter of his kingdom is the right scepter. The throne that God is ruling from today is you. 
It is you, it is me. They talk about David's throne, David's throne, throne of praise. So that's why I sang that song. Look, when I heard that song, just that last minute, yesterday my children were watching a movie as we were coming back from New York last night. And they were watching a movie and I heard the sound battle of that song. I said, oh my God, I know that song. I know that song. I said, well, thank you, Lord, for making my message awesome this morning. I'm going to start out with that song then. Praise the Lord. God can work to those who praise him. Praise the Lord. That is the throne. The throne of David is the throne of praise. He says he will do what he will rule from the historic throne of David, which is yours, which is mine today. We are his throne of praise as governors of this land. So nothing should take your praise off of you. Nothing. We just talked about a few of them from Romans chapter 8. Nothing should take off that throne of praise from you. I mean, come on. I mean, what? Is it nakedness? Is it peril? Is it hunger? Is it famine? Is it bills unpaid or what? What is it? Nothing. Nothing. You're still looking for a man or woman or whatever it is. Tell God, God, I got it in the name of Jesus. He's not going to take my praise from me. God has put a praise and lips on our heart. That he dwells in. That's why he is ruling this government that we are talking about that is establishing him through the power of praise, the throne of David. So we're talking about throne, governor, who is God's throne. You are God's throne. I am God's throne. Governor who will put the kingdom on the firm footing. That means you and I are his viceroys. We are his ambassadors to do his bidding in keeping the government on a firm footing. You have a part to play, I have a part to play. We got to do this. We have talked about it. This is a church that we believe in preaching the word of God. We believe in telling people out the truth about Christ. We believe in laying hands. You know, whether they like it or not, just lay hands on that person. I said, let me lay hands on you. My son came up with a rash all over his body and I was taking his measles. I said, but I thought they gave him uh, measles vaccines when he, was, when he was a kid. So why am I seeing all these things running over his body? My wife said, just let it go. She said, just let it go. It will go. I said, I believe We'll let it go. He told me, that is, it's, it's not, I don't see them anymore. Well, thank God. Because that's what he said. If we believe God by faith, remember we can walk by faith in that. Amen? As governors, if you walk in my ways, that's Zechariah chapter 3 verse 7. If you walk in my ways, and if you will perform my service, then will you govern my house. And also have charge over my court. And I will grant you free access among these who stand by. Zechariah, 3, Zechariah chapter 3 verse 7. As governors, if we walk God's ways and we will perform his service. He says, then we will also govern. What does that mean? In response to our daily ministry to him through obedience. The essence of the resurrection message. God promises that we will govern his house and have charge over his courts. What does that mean? It means that we will actively experience our sharing in his authority in the, this, in the spiritual world. Not the physical now, but yeah, we know spiritual transcends physical. But we will experience the sharing of his authority in the spiritual world. We are able to daily live victoriously over, the Satan, over Satan and his and sin. That is what it means to govern as governors. What does that mean? The right and ability to rule is ours. The right and ability to rule as governors is ours. Because in Matthew chapter 28, <coughs> excuse me, verse 18 to 19, all authority has been given to me, Jesus said, in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And you know what other things say, baptizing in my name. That's what Jesus says. Go therefore 
and make. We have a command to go. We have a command to rule. We have a command to take authority. We have ability to, 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 to administer the governance in the spiritual world, in the physical, for our Lord Jesus Christ because he has given us a mandate. Pastor, I've been talking about authority for a while and power. Authority, talking about the right to rule based on legal position. Like a policeman who has authority to stand right on the road here and stop traffic because he has a legal power and authority backed by the government under the civil law to stop traffic at the traffic light or the intersection. We have that power. We have, he has that authority to do that. He has power, but not the power to be able to block the whole traffic all day. So we have both power and authority because Christ says, I have authority, giving you authority to go therefore and make disciples of nation. We have power, ability to rule, and to sustain the rulership as governors of the land. God has given us the power. We cannot let it just go down the drain. As believers, as governors, we need to stand up to the challenge that there's a government, it's in our hands, it's been established by God. The governed are looking to see the earnest manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. That's what they're waiting for. It's beginning now and it's always going. It doesn't just stop with one, one testimony that came up Monday. It ought to be a test, daily testimony that the earnest expectation of creation who are waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God are seeing that through us. That's the power of resurrection. So that way he's dead is not in vain because he rose up to defend that for which he came. Amen? And then we as governors ought to be in obedience to his word and live a life that totally submits to him knowing that through our obedience and faith in him we can overcome. We can overcome every seeming situation that comes our way, no matter how little, how big it is. That's the power of resurrection. That's the message of resurrection. That's the risen Christ. That is the praise the Lord who walks through praise. So that when the enemy wants to come against us, we can prove to him that we have the power of the resurrected Christ in us. So he cannot stop our praise. Amen? He cannot stop us from dancing. Amen? He cannot stop us from lifting up our hands and jumping and screaming. He cannot stop us from making the next move. Now, he cannot make us quit God's opportunity that he has established us in our jobs, at home, in the neighbor, neighborhood, wherever it is. He cannot make the dictations because we have the authority given to us by Christ to go and make disciples of all nations. So what is your message today on Easter, Resurrection Easter, Resurrection Sunday? To go and make disciples of all nations so that his death will not be in vain. I make disciples of all nations so that his death will not be in vain. Let's look at it that way before the next Easter comes round. We can bring in our sheaves. That song says, bringing in your sheaves. Bringing in your sheaves. We shall come rejoicing. Bringing in our sheaves. Bringing in our sheaves. Bringing in our sheaves. I shall come rejoicing. Bringing in my sheaves. What are my sheaves? The souls. The disciples. That the Lord, by his grace, has helped me to bring to God's kingdom. We can do it. We just open our mouth. Share the testimony. Share the story. Tell the word. Believe God by the power. Even if you don't do it, just lay hands on somebody. And let the demons come out. And they will see a difference that's happening in their life. That's what God has given to us. Amen? Amen. That's the power of resurrection. Amen? Amen? That's what Resurrection Sunday is to me. And I believe to you too. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray together, please. Father, thank you. Father, we thank you for the governance of our Father. We know God in this life. 
we can prove that you are truly God by our, our obedience. Help our disobedience, oh God. Father, because I know sometimes we cringe when we are about to do your work and we feel whether you are leading us or not. All we needed to do is just to obey. It says to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of ram. So this morning, God, on this Resurrection Sunday, lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And those paths of righteousness demands that we just walk in obedience. Take one step with the master. Obey. Take another step with the master. Obey. Take another step with the master. For we have a mission to accomplish. To go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. That is what resurrection is. That God, you died and then you rose up to bring a body. We need to bring them more in. We need to tell more of the people of the dying world about who you are. Muslim, uh, jihadist, whoever it is, Boko Haram, as we meet them, Lord God, <laughs> let us just submit in obedience to your Holy Spirit and bring the right message at the right time. For God's government can never suffer loss. God's government must grow, ever increasing daily. Thank you for this day and give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. The church say, Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen.